Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers. This week on the podcast, we're talking about why you need to be selfish with your time and how online study can help you be more efficient. We'll also talk about an exciting event happening this week with LearnSignal before we talk about this week's news stories and answer student questions. I'm Connor from the education team and I'm joined today by Kate. Hello everyone. Um, so Kate, we're kind of going to talk about this phrase we use a lot, be selfish with your time. So what what do you kind of take from that? We, we say it to students a lot. What does it mean to be selfish with your time for study? Yeah, it, it, it actually does regularly come up for us with study and we get a lot of students asking us about time and time management. And I suppose being selfish with your time is knowing that you have um, a relatively short window to, to sit your exam. You have to pay a fee to sit those exams. So we promote that you utilise your time effectively. So you use time management, um, you use time management and you're selfish with your time. And what we mean by selfish is that you work out what what level that you want to commit and then you you kind of bring that accordingly in your in your personal life as well. So for example, if you're asked to do something um, or, or you're asked even to stay late with work and you know that you're coming up to your exam and it's about kind of taking a bit of initiative with that and, and be selfish with that time. Yeah, and I think obviously for us, you know, as we're trying to help people with their studies, so that's always going to be our main focus. Mm-hmm. But we are, despite what we might say to you, we, we are realistic that everyone has a lot more than just study going on. So that's why this phrase, being selfish with your time, it's not a, it's not black and white that you just have to focus on study. You can't do anything else. It's really all about prioritizing and yeah. what are the, the kind of most important things that you're facing in the next, you know, few weeks or the months leading up to another sitting. So it's really, a lot of it comes down to kind of trade-offs rather than, yeah. you know, this black and white, I can do one or the other. So it might be, you know, my exams in two weeks, maybe I prioritize more that I need to study for these two weeks than, yeah. than see my friends as much. But then when you finish the exam, that, yeah. that trade-off changes and you can you can balance that out. So I think it's it's really about you know, finding the time to to commit enough to the things that are really most important. And, you know, on this podcast and you've been on when we we talk a lot about the other elements, the well being, the exercise. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not about getting rid of them from your routine, yeah. but it's really just giving the attention that your study deserves, particularly around the times. Yeah that um, you need to. I think just that you've hit the nail on the head in terms of be selfish with your time is by prioritising, isn't it? Yeah. It's... And then and then once you prioritise what's important to you between now and the exam, you can then be selfish with your time because you know what's important. And it all, I suppose, this podcast, what we're trying to look at more today is, you know, it all, it all links together and a lot of what we've talked about up to now around planning and the study plans and kind of online learning in general, it, it actually it feeds in a lot better to that, you know, the, the kind of modern student who might be working, who's, who's, you know, they could have families, they could be, um, you know, playing sport, all mm. these different things. But it's, it's actually, um, you know, now it's actually quite beneficial to be taking an online approach because it's almost more efficient study. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always talk about. It's, it's not necessarily the duration of study. It's about efficient use of your time. And online education kind of changes that game because suddenly you can study anytime or, you know, even if you're if you have a break at work, you know, before maybe people had their books at home. But now with your phone in your pocket, you have all your learn signal materials. Mm -hmm. You can you can listen to this podcast (laughs) or you can um, you can watch a video. You can do any of that that stuff. So 
like really um kind of online learning does change that that modern student yeah. a lot would you say yeah if it's it, it you know at learning can we work around your schedule so it is easy to be to kind of know what's important and then for learning signal to kind of work around um your daily schedule so you don't have to sacrifice too much but you're still you know aware of what's important yeah and i think it's it's an ongoing process, this kind of time management and your planning and and the whole idea of prioritizing and being selfish with your time. Um, and I think that's, you know, we talked a few weeks back about the study plans quite a lot. And that's kind of, you know, that's not a, a set plan. I think that's kind of a rolling mm-hmm. plan. And you have to keep each week tailoring that and adapting that and kind of looking at your week ahead. And it's, you know, that's to be used alongside, you know, the plan you have mm-hmm. for your week in terms of work and everything and it's it's figuring when you can fit those elements um fit your study into the other elements of your life so i think that those study plans you know you have to you've to you should be writing in the other things you have in your week alongside of those and that helps you prioritize when it's all down in front of you you can see well this is the amount of study i have to do i also have these things with work so how can i best manage that mm-hmm. Um, so we talked a bit earlier about an exciting event that's going on next week. So do you want to talk through the event? Or yes. Do you want me to- um, so Learn Signal is announcing a very special exclusive week, um, which is taking place next week. Um, and it is the Learn Signal Open Week. And essentially what that is, is it's a kind of one-off chance for you to try more content um, try more of the the essentially in terms of the plans on Learning Signal we have basic which is limited access and then we have obviously Learning Signal membership which is unlimited and you get to when you're a Learning Signal member you get to um, have access to all this incredible material to get you ready to pass but we want as a one-off week to give you a taste of that content so if you're not a Learning Signal member this is your week to try it you will have you know, more access to the content that you had before, be it that you're an existing, you're on the Learning Signal basic plan or you're a brand new um, uh, Learning Signal user, you will have more access to content. We'll also be going through some of the resources in more detail. So we talk about really key resources like five minutes to pass and um, we talk about kind of various like videos and course resources and webinar videos that are sitting, you know, on the Learning Signal platform. And about that week, we're going to introduce introduce you to those key resources that will that will help you pass so it's kind of I guess um, it's a week that if you're thinking about studying you know studying with learning signal for your next exam next week is the week that you should really really pay attention to to what what we're going to kind of give you a taste of yeah and I think that's you know that was our whole thing of it sometimes students it's hard for them to imagine using us entirely when they're on the basic plan and yeah. and how that they can immerse themselves in everything we offer. And we do design it so that we offer everything to cover their needs. So I think really this is a great week where we grant this kind of unlimited access to everyone. They can get a real taste of what's available. Mm-hmm. So what we'd be encouraging students to do is, you know, you have your study plan, see out the full week with mm-hmm. Learn Signal. You'll have everything within that. You'll see all the different resources. Try it, you know, at home, on the go. Mm-hmm. You can log in at work and really get a feel for, you know, how you can build this into your lifestyle. And that that whole thing we talked about of kind of fitting study into your week, it doesn't have to be separate and and prioritizing your time yeah. and finding time to study on the go. So I think it's it's a really good chance for someone to to really use it and, and see the extent that they can can fit that study totally. into their life. 
Um, and hopefully, you know, it, it gets back to that idea of the kind of benefits of online education that classrooms can't replicate. Yes. And that's something we always think, you know, online shouldn't be. It's not a... Um, it's not an alternative yeah, to the classroom, it's, it's better. It's yeah. better, yeah. And and we're always trying to think of ways that, you know, what are the advantages and how we can create content to really feel that yeah. the most. Um, so, yeah, so as Kate said, the Learn Single Open Week, that's starting on Monday and it's going the whole week till Sunday evening. I yes. Think. So, yeah, by all means, um, you know, definitely take full advantage of yeah. that and use your plans and yeah. and if anyone has any feedback what's great is hopefully we'll get some some students who haven't um used it before who have been on basic plans uh so yeah we're always open to, yeah. to feedback you have on that and i would actually say while we're on that for any existing um, members it's also a, a really good opportunity for you to kind of hear more about the resources that, that you have on offer to you so you will have unlimited access to those resources but you may be just focusing on kind of the lecture section so it's a good opportunity for you to kind of you know to kind of learn again right what what are what resources what resources um, what tools they offer, what they can, what they can do to help you pass. So it will also be beneficial for you as well. If you're enjoying listening to the Forget the Numbers podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate us on your podcast provider. So now we'll get on to this week's news stories. And the first news story, if any of our students or listeners are in Europe, will be well aware. But Europe is going through a record-breaking heat wave at the moment. So I know France are feeling it in particular. I think France was had record country record highs in their history of 44 degrees. And then this finished off with hailstones in parts of France, which were the size of oranges, I think I saw oh in the article. Um, I was in London at the weekend. It was 33 degrees. And it's interesting because heat waves like this actually have a direct effect on the whole economy. And there's a lot of... There's a number of ways that it can impact the economy. There's reduced productivity in terms of workforces. There's, um, you can have a loss of crops on that side from mm. a farming perspective. They get huge transport delays or, you know, transport has to be suspended at times because it's too hot. Or even I know in, um, in London, I think trains had to be stopped because the rails were getting too hot. So huge delays and transport issues. And then there's also power outages. Um, I think France had over 100,000 properties lost power. Um, and then on top of that, you also have the impact of heat-related sicknesses. And, you know, I think there is even quite a large death toll in some of these countries due to, all to this yeah. heat wave. Um, so it's crazy. It, it has an effect on all these different industries, the whole area of the economy, um, yeah. productivity, workforce, everything. And I know, I think there was some, this time around, there's a lot of new kind of alternative and interesting measures that com countries were taking. So I know in Germany, they had to, um, they brought in new speed limits during times of the heat wave so that um, it wouldn't damage the roads because obviously when the roads mm -hmm. get to a certain level of heat, mm -hmm. if cars are going fast, it was kind of tearing up the road. And then Paris introduced that only electric and low polluting cars could come into the city centre because I presume there must be something where there's, there's higher emissions during times of heat wave if you're driving cars. So it really just has this, this kind of spiraling effect. effect. Spir yeah. yeah, and it's, so 
I know there's some people see a, a benefit to parts of it. We're probably getting the nice bit in Dublin where there's a bit of nice weather. Yeah, but we, we haven't really seen it. Yeah, have we? but I know throughout Europe it's kind of causing havoc. And what? How would you feel this is relevant then to um, somebody sitting for for, an ex- for example their ACCA exam? How would you? Say yeah, well, th- this is um, interesting. And for anyone who's, I'm sure they've this does come up in scenarios believe it or not in and it's often in subjects like um, financial reporting and mm. strategic business reporting because sometimes a company let's say there's a farm is the company and mm. they lose a certain amount of crops due mm-hmm. to heat and they have to write that off or there's you know their inventory could be devalued so you actually see it from a financial reporting standpoint quite a lot um about how people you know these unexpected events are or a post-year-end heat wave and it writes off all the stock there. So it's, it can actually come up in that way a lot. And then, you know, as always, this is something that can come up in um, case studies where they, yeah. something like this or how, you know, a company reacts or what the implication of some of these things can have on businesses. So even though, again, like all of these things, it's kind of a, an, an occurrence that happens in countries you don't think, but both for economies and then anything for the economy can kind of feed into exams mm. and scenarios. So you never know, you could, because it's happening now, if papers are being written at the moment, you know, people do take these real life things and try to apply them into um, a kind of academic sure. and an examining standpoint. And it does, we touched on it, it does also link back to sustainability as well, right? Because it's that whole, yeah. um, it's that whole debate on climate change. And um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's something I know we, I'm not sure which podcast, but we talked about that yeah. and some of the measures countries were taking, but... I think it's hard to ignore if a country like France is going from 44 degrees to tennis ball size hailstones sure. in um, June. Yeah. There's probably something going something on with the happening. greater global yeah. climate. That, um, so it could be, for example, that you're in a, a large scale company and there's an expectation that you need to move, you know, with practicing sustainability quicker. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think and people are, you know, you read a new initiative that a company is taking each week. And I definitely think. The tide is starting to turn on that thing, but I think the the rapidness that all these initiatives need to come in, mm-hmm. like you know, that they talk about the kind of cutoff points when we need to get emissions below a certain level and when we need to, you know, reduce our carbon footprint. So I think as time goes on, those dates are getting closer and closer, and it's moving forward. So it's it's really sometimes it's something like this, like a heat wave, and the, the effect that it can have on economy, economies that people start seeing like this is you know, a very real issue that is having a huge impact now on on yeah. not just the climate, but on you yeah. know, countries and the exactly. people living there. So if you were for a big business, you would probably need to make changes quickly in terms of how you can um, contribute better to the environment, right? Because yeah, it's going to be more of a, um, it's going to damage your reputation in the long run if you don't move quickly with it. Yeah, definitely. So our second story then is to do with Bitcoin, which um, has been coming up a lot in recent weeks. We've talked about cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin had a very volatile week where it plunged more than $1,800 in 10 minutes. So I think over the last year, you always hear these these kind of big spikes and falls in Bitcoin, but it now sits around $11,000. But in, I know in 2018, it was at its high of $20,000. So it's nearly half of what it was mm-hmm. um, at some point last year. And it just shows kind of the volatility of these new cryptocurrencies. Um, I, I know they cited that there was there had been a power outage which had actually affected Bitcoin um, as a cryptocurrency. But then also 
there's these new competitors. We talked a few weeks ago about Facebook's cryptocurrency, Libra, which has been launched. And now JP Morgan are testing their own one. So anytime a new one of these is unveiled, it obviously causes competition mm-hmm. and people pull their money. And, and what you see with these is it's very quick to have, um, you know, a, a huge fall. If, if, you know, if a bank mm-hmm. had had that fall, it would be a difference that you'd be shocked. You know, that was kind of the times of the the like um, economic downturn was when things were dropping in price to that extent. So mm-hmm. it really just shows the kind of extent of the volatility that cryptocurrencies can face and particularly Bitcoin has had over the last year. Um, so any thoughts on on that or the Well, round? it's kind of, it seems to be an area, isn't it, that a lot of people can't really grasp their head around this whole kind of Bitcoin piece and the proper value of it. And then obviously blockchain seems to have a signi- the kind of really significant value yeah. and, and banks have been talking about it as well. Um, I still, to be honest, need to get my head around it. Um, Learning Signal are launching a CPD course. Or we've already launched it's, it. Yeah, it's yeah gone live. it went yeah. live at the weekend. So you can watch it. Now. I can watch <laughs> yeah, it now. Um, to bring me up to speed because I suppose it is like you know it is a st- it is something that businesses are taking way more um, paying way more attention to, and there definitely has been a shift, hasn't there, in terms of yeah. Well, it's definitely we you know when we were developing our CPD courses, which um. We have up live on the site now, uh, some of them and a lot more coming. But, you know, a lot of the older CPD courses focused, you know, more on these kind of legacy, the the strategy and, you know, that side of things, which obviously play a point. But there's such a focus now on these kind of modern advancements, like you said, blockchain and cryptocurrency. And that's Mm. things that you know, modern working professionals are yeah. trying to get up to speed on and they totally. want it. So it's, it does Because I believe it's, um, the la- like over the last year, people, um, businesses have done financial transactions with um, Bitcoin. Yeah, well, it's, what's in, what I find interesting is that we developed the, the course for Bitcoin yeah. and it really centered a lot around how it works, but also the risks associated. Sure. That's nearly half the course. And I think that kind of shows the extent of where it's at, that there's, it's you know, volatile. it's very fast moving, mm. but it's still very uncertain. And, you know, Bitcoin was one of the earliest, but there's kind of now better variations coming yeah. out and people are trying to alleviate, I suppose, some of those risks to make it a less volatile thing. But yeah, there's a, certainly a lot of money and, and a lot totally. of people are, are at this stage probably gambling on, on yes, it. Yes, and you have to understand. Volatile. Yeah, and it's important that you are educated and you have to understand it because some of the new currencies that were coming in, they were being deliberately in a way um, played in that people would pump them up so that yeah. they would have an aesthetic mm. like they would look like that they're going to be worth and there's something happening here but it was deliberately they were kind of deliberately manipulating that that specific coin so you have to be aware of that you have to be educated I think as a business professional and as Connor says you need to know the risks associated with it um, so yeah, yeah I'm going to get logged on to learn yeah I think we're all I think we'll, I'm we'll, we're we'll, we'll know more about <laughs> cryptocurrency next, in the yeah. next podcast um, but yeah it's it's really we could be we could be talking in two weeks on a podcast and Bitcoin could have got back up to $20,000 or yeah. could plummet it down to nothing so it's no, it is it's certainly a really interesting area. And anyone who is interested, obviously, by all means, check out our CPD yes. course. Each week at the end of the show, we answer questions sent in by our listeners. You can send your questions in by email to podcast at learnsignal.com or tweet us at LearnSignal. Okay, now we are on to the listener questions. So 
um, Connor, I'm going to put yeah. forward these two questions Throw and, them at me. <laughs> and hopefully you'll do your best to answer them. Um, so Christina um, from the UK. So she has written into us and she has said, I'm trying to plan my study ahead and I work better if I have a structure to stick to. Realistically, how many hours do I need to put in to pass one of the exams? And yeah, so this this is a question we get quite a lot and you know, and maybe it's because they're county students, but people mm. like a, a hard number sometimes, a number of hours. And I can understand that it probably is frustrating when we say everyone's different. It takes, you know, people longer. People study better. Some people need more time. So to try, you know, put a slight figure on it, I was I was looking this up and we actually have our own blog. I ended up, <laughs> the Google search took me to learn signal blog. But the ACCA also have another figure in line and it kind of looks at roughly for an applied skills or um, a strategic professional exam, they cite, you know, kind of 120 hours to 150 hours as a, a rough indicator of, and that might be based off what current students tell them or how what successful students need to get exams. So that can seem like a very daunting number for someone, yeah. but it's like what we talked about earlier, where it's all about breaking it down into a plan, you know, prioritizing your time, finding time to do it. So if you looked at, you know, the let's say the 120 hours, uh, if you were starting in week 12 and you did your 10 hours a week and you found your time for that and maybe you did, you know, five during the week um, after work, you just did an hour each night and then you did another five, maybe two and a half on a Saturday, two and a half on a Sunday, it becomes a lot more a manageable number. Um, but... There's always a caveat with this. I'll always come back to that point of it's really about, you know, effective study. Like, I, I don't think there's any quota you need of like, oh, I'm, I've done a lot of work, but I've only, yeah. I haven't hit 120 yeah. hours. I'm not going to mm-hmm. pass. I don't believe that at all. I think if you follow and we talk in a lot of podcasts about how to effectively study and that idea of, you know, watching a video, attempting a question without looking at the notes checking your answer against the solution, reading the notes again, then reattempting the question, all that things, bringing the question and testing yourself element into your study, I think then it it does change. There's, And on the other side of that, you know, there's no guarantee that if just because you've put 150 hours in that you're going to pass. Mm-hmm. If that's not effective, if you're just watching, trying to absorb knowledge by just watching, not practicing. Mm-hmm. So that is to give you, Christina, a bit of an indicator yeah. and... I think I would say for, you know, the applied knowledge, it's less than that. It's maybe they probably recommend 80 to 100 hours. Um, so that's an indicator, maybe something to try. But I think it's my advice would be looking at the study plans and, you know, break it down by week. How much how many hours you need to put in that week to achieve that week's goals? So mm-hmm. that would be I think everyone should look at it individually, try to study as efficiently as you you can and effectively as you can so look at your week and how you can best achieve that week's goals um and see then how long that takes you yeah. but you know and i i used to find this i used to study with groups um when i was doing my accounting exams and you know s- students can tend to start to compete on hours and it's nearly bragging rights there's this weird kind yeah. of self-torture thing where someone's like oh i did 10 hours on Saturday and, you know... I was up all night. Yeah, I was up yeah. all night. I stayed up till four in the morning and you can't try benchmark yourself on other people. Yeah. The people who are doing that, you know, yeah. are probably more totally. concerned about their own study. So really just, it's about looking at yourself, um, looking at the study plan 
looking at your week, all that things we talked about earlier, managing and, your time. And quality study. Yeah, and doing quality study. Like one hour quality study is far better than five hours just watching videos and being yeah. on your phone. So yeah, it's totally so agree. we definitely always get back to that standpoint. Quality study. Yeah. Um, yeah, effective study. Yeah. Perfect. So next question is from Yarbs in Ghana. And um, she writes, how do I draft my timetable? I am a family woman with kids. Um, so this, I, I just thought this was an interesting question, particularly what we've talked about today and talked about the last kind of couple of weeks um, about that idea of, you know, drafting your timetable, but having these other elements to your life. So she mentioned she has kids that it's, I suppose, trying to take the ACCA study or the study plan that we give you or your own study plan and build those elements of your family life into it. So actually, I know Alan, um, a family man with kids, always talks about his, they have a shared calendar and everything goes on that. And, you know, not just his family stuff, but maybe his work stuff when he's doing his running and different things. Mm. And when you can get it all down on one page, then it's a lot easier to manage. But when you're looking at separately all the things you have with work and separately all the things you have with your family and separately all the things with study it seems really daunting but if you can kind of lay it down and so build those elements into your um the study plan for your exams and say that you know the days that you're not able to study because you've stuff on and you fit you kind of piece it together it's almost like a game of tetris where you're trying to fit all this time so your advice would be that the timetable becomes a blend of um, you know, personal and family activities yeah, like, and then your study hours? Like my recommendation would nearly be, so you have the, our timetable, which is the 12 weeks leads up to the sitting. On a weekly basis, I'd take, you know, everything you need to get that week done in um, for your study. Mm-hmm. And then I would plan that over the seven days and write in the times you're not going to be able to study, the other things you've on, but make sure you can fit that study in somewhere. And okay. it, and it to tie everything in, it all ties back to that prioritizing. And if if you can't fit it in against something, that's when that trade-off we talked about comes in, that maybe you have to then sacrifice meeting up with friends or, or sacrifice something like that to fit that study in. Yeah. So it's, it's about, you know, when you can get it all down in front of you, what you have for the week ahead, then you can do that prioritizing, you can manage that time. And it means that you don't find yourself at the end of the week where you've you've missed a lot of study because you things come up. So it's really just that forward looking, trying to get everything um planned and make sure that you can just stay up mm. to date with your study. Great. Sounds right. good. So we're going to finish up there for today. Yeah. So uh, thanks again, Kate. And Thank you so much. We hope you all enjoyed listening to it. And um, just to remind you, the yes, yeah, so our Learn Signal Open Week starts on Monday. So yes. we hope as many of you as possible can take advantage of that and you really get to see the benefits of all the resources that we have to offer. So thank you and bye-bye. Thank you, bye-bye.